You are listening to A League of Divorced Women, where I, your host Pamela Penrose, will have chats with fellow divorced women about our stories of resiliency, strength, and courage as we rebuilt and continue to rebuild our lives. This podcast is to encourage all women, anyone identifying as female, who are thinking of divorce, getting divorced, or are on the other side of it. May you find a safe and welcoming space here as we share our journeys with you. Welcome everyone to the very first episode of A League of Divorced Women. My name is Pamela Penrose and I will be your host on this podcast. I am so excited to be here and to finally be creating this and I thank you so much for listening and for being here with me. So on this first episode, I want to take some time to just let you all know what the podcast episodes are going to look like and the purpose and plan behind the podcast. And then I also want to share with you a little bit about myself. So I am creating this podcast because when I went through my divorce, I really wish that I had had more resources and more connection and contact with other divorced women. I definitely had a huge support of people in my life, um, but I did not have a space where I could go and find people that were like me who had been through what I'd been through. And it wasn't for a lack of them being out there, but I think that um, the divorce community is really lacking in general in support groups. Um, I know that you can find within different, you know, your own city, a lot of times there will be divorce groups that you can find that meet at churches. Um, but I just want to go beyond that. I want to create something more and something that potentially can reach more people and that can bring more people together. So that is what I'm doing here. Um, on the podcast, I'm going to be interviewing people. Um, right now, there's no one famous. They are all people that are like me. They're And they're my friends and they're um, friends of friends, dear people who have gone through a very common thing that so many of us have gone through. Um, and so what these will look like is me interviewing them to find out about their journey and asking them how they got to that point, how they knew that divorce was the direction they were going to take, how they moved through it, how they moved beyond it, how they're rebuilding or have rebuilt their lives. Um, Also something that I'm going to ask um, at the beginning of every interview, um, two things that I really, really love are astrology and the Enneagram. I am becoming certified in sacred astrology because I want to use it um, with my therapeutic work. I'm in my third year of grad school to become a clinical mental health counselor, and astrology has been very healing for me. Um, It has given me permission to step into who I am. It's also validated who I am, and so I want to offer that back to Um, any of my clients that are interested in it as well. And the Enneagram has also been very validating for me. So 
If you are into either of these things or both, I'm going to be asking each person that comes on the podcast what their sun, moon, and rising is in astrology. And then I'm also going to be um, asking them their Enneagram number. So hopefully you'll know one of these and you'll get to know a little bit more about the person based on their answer. Um, But that's how I will start every episode. And then I'll just be interviewing these women. Um, And again, this is for all women, anyone identifying as female, you are safe, respected, and welcomed here. And I think even if you identify as something else and you're going through a divorce or maybe a really long um, partnership that now is ending, um, or you know, even a heartbreak, I still think you might find um, wisdom and encouragement in these episodes. So you are welcome too. Um, but I just wanted to share that with you to let you know what this will look like. And then also, um, no one's going to be here to interview me, so I thought I might as well start this off and just share a little bit about who I am and how I got to this place. So um, first, I will share with you my sun, moon, and rising. I am a Taurus sun, a Gemini moon, and a Leo rising. Um, I very much embody all of those. And I, I love my sacred triad. That's what it's called. The sun, moon, and rising is your sacred triad. Um, and I just feel very tender towards mine. Um, and, um, and yeah, so, so that's me. I have, um, a lot of Gemini energy and also a lot of Capricorn energy because I have, um, several planets in each of those signs, but that's diving deeper than I meant to get right now. So um, my Enneagram number is actually, um, for a long time, I identified as a nine. And over the past, really, it's been about two years, I kept wrestling with wondering if I was actually a four. And I did a lot of deep dive um, inner work just separately from the Enneagram that helped me understand myself more and more. And I realized that in childhood, I really conformed and made myself to be like a nine to help keep the peace um, within my family, within my friends. It's just how I felt like I had to shape myself and be for many different reasons. Um, but the true heart and soul of me is a four. I am a four wing five. And I, it's just funny to me how, when I finally realized that, um, I felt myself come alive, just realizing, oh, like this is who I am. Just like astrology, it was like permission to really tap into the, my fourness. Um, there is a podcast Um, by sleeping at last and he goes through each of the Enneagram numbers and when he went through four one of the things he said is that a either him or the person he was interviewing I can't remember they said that the perfect day for a four is one that is um, it has equal parts of beauty and equal parts um, I think he said something like tragedy I can't fully remember the word he used, but um, 
it just, it's so embodied who I am. Like give me all the beauty and wonder and then also like break my heart in the same day. Um, and that is a day well lived for me. So um, that is a little bit about myself when it comes to astrology and the Enneagram. Um, and then I did want to share some about just my own personal journey and my story with divorce, since that's what this podcast is about. Um, so the first question that I'm going to be asking is, um, when did you know it was time to get divorced or when were you confronted with divorce? So for me, um, the first time I was confronted with it was in 2017. Um, there had been some things that had happened within my marriage and I, I remember just like sitting there and in my mind, the way I see it is like in one hand was divorce and in the other hand was the word stay. Um, and I was just holding both of them and really honestly in shock that I was even having to look at the word divorce. Um, I never thought that I would be in that place and I never wanted to be in that place. Um, but I was, <laughs> that was my life. So that was my reality. And I ended up staying for, I believe it was eight months, around eight months. And then I had this moment where I, I'm someone who I don't, I can be impulsive, but, um, most of the time I sit on things for a very, very long time and am inwardly really processing and working on them. And then once I have figured it out, I move quickly. And so I think for those eight months, I was really um, deeply processing what I needed to do. And then in January of 2018, I just remember looking in the mirror and I realized it was time for me to go. I was looking myself dead in the eyes and I knew I had to leave. Um, so obviously it was a very long process after that. Um, I didn't just walk out and leave, but um, I, for me, I realized that healing was not going to happen within the marriage. It wasn't happening. Um, I wasn't going to find my healing. Um, while I couldn't speak for my partner, I believed that um, they weren't going to find healing either. And I did not see healing happening for the marriage either. So chose to separate from my partner. And then, um, several months later, finally moved towards divorce because, um, healing was still not happening. So, um, that is, that's when I was confronted with it. Um, the, Next question is, what is the relationship that you had to divorce growing up and around the time you were going through your divorce? So for me, when I was, I was raised in a Southern Baptist conservative home, and I honestly don't ever remember someone saying to me verbally that I could never get divorced. No one ever said that to me, uh, and I'm thankful for that. But there was definitely um, a lot of shame that was around divorce. Um, there are people in my life who had gone through divorces that lived in deep shame, and I witnessed that, and I internalized it. Um, and 
yeah, it, it, it was never like, no, I couldn't, but it was, oh, you really like, if you do that, then it, you know, it's, there were several options that were going to be open to me based on scripture and based on what I've been taught. Um, and I had it in my head that if I were to ever get divorced, then that would mean I wasn't going to be able to get married again after that. Or if I did get married again after that, it would have to, it could only be with the person that I divorced. Um, all these stories that I had believed. Um, or I also thought that if it, if there was not physical or emotional um, or some type of psychological um, intense abuse happening, I couldn't leave. Um, so I just, I had all these stories that I had to really work through. And that was why I think it took me eight months to finally get to a place to know that divorce was okay. Um, I had safe people in my life, people that um, I would have thought maybe wouldn't be okay with divorce, actually asking me, are you going to leave? Are you going to stay? And they were they were giving me the options. They were helping give me permission. They were helping me give myself permission. Um, but it just took me a long time because I had all these stories in my head, in my head about what divorce meant. Um, but then I remember this one day I was sitting in the parking lot at my apartment. Um, I lived in Nashville, Tennessee at the time. And I um, was talking to my friend on the phone and she asked me, she was one of those people that asked, are you going to leave or are you going to stay? And she was being so gentle and kind with me. And I just remember like divorce, like just divorce was in my gut. Like the word was there and I didn't want to look at it, but I knew it was there. And it makes me think of, um, I had a friend tell me, um, about an exercise that her therapist does with her. And I loved it so much, um, where you have this clear vase and all the things that are really heavy that you can't handle, you put into the vase and you just set the vase to the side and you can still see it. You still see all the things that you have to, or that you want to work through in the vase, but you don't have to touch them right now. And then when you're ready, you can go pick up the vase and you can take something out of it and start to work through it and process it. So you're not hiding from everything, but you're just being gentle with yourself and letting yourself slowly get to the things you need to get to. And that's kind of how it was for me. Like suddenly divorce was in my gut. It was right there. I knew it, but I couldn't look at it yet. So I just let it sit there um, where I could see it, but I wasn't able to to say, yes, this is what I'm doing because of how, um, because of the culture that I was in when I was growing up. So, um, that's, that's part of what made my journey, I guess, take longer, but also I think my journey happened exactly the way it was supposed to. Um, what was one of the most challenging aspects of it for me? One of the most challenging aspects of going through a divorce, um, and this is just me personally, so I know this probably won't resonate with everybody, especially depending on your story and what happened, um, 
But the hardest part to me is that so many people are involved and so many people are going to be affected and hurt by it. And yet you still have to do what is right for you. Um, That was very, very challenging for me because I wanted everybody to be okay. Um, I wanted there to be just... I don't, you know, I was thinking of the word peace, but at the same time, like I knew there wouldn't be peace among everybody, but I just didn't want to hurt people. But if I didn't leave, then I was going to be hurting myself and I was going to be really abandoning myself and my future and my calling. And I knew that to my core. So um, it's, it's really hard to especially if you're someone like me who was new to setting boundaries and to separating myself from other people. I was very codependent. Um, and that probably made the whole process longer too, um, was just trying to figure out how to navigate making such a hard decision and doing it in a kind way. And there's really just no perfect way to do it. Um, but it it was a challenge for me. Um, What were some bright spots during that time? So bright spots during that time were definitely the people in my life. My friends, um, they, my friends and my family got me through. I could not have done this on my own. And to anyone listening, if I can tell you one thing, it's don't try to do it alone. Even if you can find just one person who is supportive of you and loves you and is a safe space, find that person um, because this is so much to go through on your own. Um, you know, I had I had people in my life that I could sit with and I could sit in silence with them and just weep and they were there for me. But then I also had the friendships that were um, just lighthearted and they didn't really talk to me about all the deep stuff, but they would just talk to me about random things and kind of get me out of all of the the darkness during that time. And so I just really, really encourage you find your people, find your safe spaces, um, and find the things that give you joy and that light you up. Um, I think doing things with my friends and with my family that made me happy were really helpful. Even small things um, like sitting outside and looking at the stars and drinking a glass of wine with some of my friends. Um, that was just a little bit of joy and sweetness during a really hard time. Um, so I, I really was intentional about trying to find those little moments whenever I could. And over time, they really built up. Um, And I, while I look back on my divorce and separation, and there's a lot of pain during that time, there's also a lot of um, happiness and just beautiful moments that I can remember. And what's one thing you'd go back and tell that version of you? Um, Wow, one thing I would go back and tell her is that probably that she is so much more powerful than she realizes. Um, I would want her to know how strong she is 
Um, I don't think that that me believed I was strong, that I was capable. Um, clearly a part of me believed it because I kept moving forward. Um, but I would just really want her to know um, that she is strong. And I would also want her to know that what she's doing is okay. That, you know, it's yes, like people are going to be hurt, including her, um, but that it's okay, that she's going to make it through. Um, yeah. How have you grown and what were some of your most helpful resources? I, that question makes me laugh because it's like, how do you say how much you've grown over, I think it's been like four years now. Um, how have I grown over that amount of time? There's just been so much growth. And I would say probably one of the biggest takeaways is just knowing myself more. My relationship with myself is something that I have never had before. And it is something that I am eternally grateful for. I would never trade it. And um, while there was so much that happened over the past several years that I felt like my heart kept getting like ripped out, um, I would, you know, give love or I would have hopes in something and then I would lose it. And there were so many times I thought, am I ever going to actually get what I want? Um, but even though those things outside of me have come and gone, I have the relationship within myself that I never, ever dreamed I would have. And that's something that can never be taken from me. And it was definitely something that I had to work towards and I continually work towards um, to be intentional with knowing myself, with loving myself, with self-awareness. I cannot tell you how um, important self-awareness is. It can be painful. There are things that I have done and I look back and I see myself and it can, I can cringe when I see how I reacted or how I did something, but I'm, then I'm aware of it and I can correct and I can move forward. And it's also a time to just be gentle with myself and accept who I am and tell myself, Hey, it's okay. You're human. Yes. You did make this mistake. You can change in the future. You can make a different choice. It's okay. And having that type of relationship with yourself is, I mean, it really is in a way like you have this parental relationship with who you are. Like your higher self is the mother to your current self, or even your current self is the mother to past versions of yourself. Um, and really just cultivating that sweet relationship. Um, that has probably been one of the biggest ways I've grown. Also in loving um, and accepting myself for what I look like in my body, for living embodied. Um, I am very much in tune with myself compared to what I was. Um, I know where my emotions are in my body. I know what they feel like for the most part, not that I don't tune out at times. Um, but I, 
am aware of these things now. And I also have a deep love for my physical body that I did not have before. I grew up um, shaming myself for what I looked like for so, so long. Um, And the past couple of years, I've really been able to grow and love my physical being Um, and having, so having that relationship with myself, that inner relationship of accepting and loving myself, and then also accepting and loving my physical body. Um, I, I wouldn't trade any of that. And the resources that got me through definitely would say friends and family. Again, my people, um, I, I wouldn't have made it on my own. And I recognize that, um, And then I filled my time with reading and podcasts. And um, one of my friends, she gave me Mary Oliver's book of poetry called Thirst. And I would read that every night, um, just a poem every night. Uh, And that that was really good for my sweet four heart, Um, just getting that the depths of the poetry. Um, but it was very healing. Mary Oliver's words were very healing for me. Um, and, um, at one point during all of the, the process and, um, I think this was in 2019, I did Mark Groves's breakup recovery course. And that was huge for me at that point in my life. I was, um, just in deep heartbreak. And um, Mark Groves, his workshop um, or that course you get for 35 days um, along with the additional um, part of the workshop, you get emails for 35 days. And in the emails, there's like a one to three minute video of him just really encouraging you and talking to you about relationships And every morning I would get up and I would be waiting for that email and I would watch it. And it was like I was meeting with a friend every day for 35 days. Um, So I highly recommend that if you're in this place where you're like, my heart is still so heavy and it hurts and it aches and I need something. um, I'll put that in the show notes, a link to that. Um, But it was really, really helpful. And therapy seeing my own therapist, I, um, saw her for a while. It was every other week. And then it was, um, once a month and I'd pick back up when I needed to, but just having that person in my life was extremely helpful. Um, what advice would you give to a newly divorced woman? I would say, keep going, keep moving forward. Um, And when I say that, I don't mean that you ignore your grief and your pain. You most definitely acknowledge it and you take the time to honor it and to witness it, to be with it. But that in itself is a way of moving forward. And you just keep every day, every second, you just keep moving forward. Um, There is so much that life has to offer you and to give you. There is so much love that's waiting for you. And the thing that breaks my heart the most is when someone just stops, when they just 
say, well, my life is over because of this. Um, and they miss out on all the things that were going to come after. So just know that your life is not over. And it might seem like it is right now. I'm not sure where you are. Um, but I just encourage you to know that you're resilient and that you're powerful, that you're worthy. Um, I don't know why you're going through a divorce, um, but even if it was something, it, even if there was a mistake that you made, you are worthy of more. You are worthy of more than just giving up on your life. So I would say move as slow as you need to move. There is a no right or wrong pace, but keep moving forward. And trust me that there is so much ahead of you. Um, and I hope that you keep coming back. I hope that you continue to listen to the podcast and that the other women I bring on are going to share stories that empower you and encourage you. Um, so in some way, I hope this helps you know that you're not alone and that, um, we are going to be a community of divorced women. So thank you all for listening. I'm going to try and do, um, my goal is to do a podcast a month. So stay tuned. Um, and I will, um, put some, some of this information that I've talked about today. I'll put it in the show notes and, um, I'm just really, really excited to see this community grow. And I thank you so much for being here. I hope you go out and have a beautiful day and know that you are just a beautiful being who is so, so deeply loved. Thank you again for listening to A League of Divorced Women. If you would like to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at Penrose Creative Healing. Feel free to direct message me there, or you can email me at PenroseCreativeHealing at gmail.com. I also wanted to let you know about some offerings that I currently have. You can go on my Instagram account and there's a link in my bio to a 15-minute free consultation with me that is for my empowerment sessions and also my divorce process group. So empowerment sessions are going to be one-on-one 60-minute sessions with me, really helping you to um, navigate what's currently going on in your life and moving forward. This is really about growth work and how to get you to the next step. And the divorce process group is a group of divorced women who are ready to rebuild their lives. So it's not necessarily for someone who is in the depths of their grief at this time, um, but women who are ready to move forward and rebuild um, yes, we will still be healing. Yes, there will still be grief and, and times that grieving will be necessary and appropriate, but it's really about how to move forward and start a new life. And um, those are going to be starting, the process group will be starting in May and it'll be for 90 minutes once a week for eight weeks currently. Um, so if that sounds interesting to you, please feel free to reach out to me, um, through direct message, email, or sign up for a consultation. 
I'm also offering astrology sessions. These are one-on-one 60-minute sessions to look at your birth chart and really talk to you about um, what I see there. Um, I can also do lunar return charts for the month and solar return charts for the year. Um, Or if you'd like to talk about love, there are in your astrology chart, there are specific houses that are about relationships and love. Um, I can also look at those and talk to you about what's going on in each of those houses. Um, Those right now are donation based through May. And there is a link in my Instagram bio um, for you to go sign up for a session. So I just wanted to let you know about the different ways you can get involved. Again, I thank you so, so much for being here. And I'm so excited to create this community with you and to dive deeper and to move forward and to keep rebuilding our lives.